Hi, hi, Oliver. Nice to see you. Hey, Dave. Thanks. Pleasure to meet you. Absolutely. Same here. Uh, nice to know that you are also working for Bayer. And uh, just to let you know, I'm a proud Bayerite for the last 20 plus years. What about you? Um, I started in 1995, so it's uh, 20 years ago too, but uh, more in the laboratory um, biological um, environment. Oh, that's nice to know. And I have been with procurement as a function uh, in the last 20 plus years, but of course in diverse roles in country and global levels and currently lead the rapid deployment team for global procurement based out of Tane in India. What about you? Yeah, after um, yeah, several years in, 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 in the lab, um, so for research and development and in other um, biotechnologies and pharmaceutical companies uh, in Germany and Switzerland, um, I changed to IT quality and the validation of computerized systems um, in very, yeah, regulatory environments. That's very interesting to know and you know, I lived in Germany and was based out of Leverkusen for one year and Monheim for three years and we used to live as family in Dusseldorf. How, where are you living in Germany? I'm, I'm living with my partner in Cologne so it's quite close to, to Monheim and uh, it's, it's, it's funny because within my apprenticeship, so in the very beginning of Bayer, I've been in Monheim too in the animal health uh, department and uh, yeah, it's a nice um, place to be and to work. Currently, I lead an in-house consulting team which does large program for transformation programs for the procurement function based out of India and China. And of course, the team also and myself also have projects in which that would be kind of uh, travel, be it related to the project requirements. Uh, but you know what, frankly speaking, after the pandemic, I think this whole operating model of travel, be it for uh, business topics or be it for personal topics has definitely taken a kind of a different priority uh, factoring sustainability. So I must say that uh, travel has drastically come down mm. but I would also say that uh, in a better way because then you have to prioritize between uh, travel for necessity and business uh, value and also travel which can be uh, smartly also being replaced by uh, the, the digital enablers. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, not much of a travel nowadays uh, because of the digital enablers but of course, when you travel, you try to maximize that by, by meeting as many people as possible. I can completely understand. So since three years, I'm in the audit and inspection um, department and it's the same here. So we are, um, yeah, go for auditing to our supplier, contract manufacturer, uh, service provider. And uh, since the two years, so we reduce this audit and, and it's, yeah, uh, induce the audits uh, to be personally um, lo um, locally, but um, we perform a lot of remote audits. So it's um, some some office audits, or especially for for the IT department. So we can perform it in hybrid, mm -hmm. some parts uh, remotely, and, and review documents. But um, yeah, it's reducing a lot of uh, traveling and and. Another opportunity was up. Uh, we set up some some hubs so that, for instance, our um, we have I have colleagues in Japan, in China, India as well, uh, um, two colleagues, and uh, they are supporting us there locally for the audit so that we reduce this global traveling and reduce our 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 um, yeah ecologic uh, footprint. Yeah. Post pandemic, I think one good thing that has happened is about this hybrid format, and as you rightly said, so we also have the same approach. Because my team members are working across projects with global stakeholders, 
uh, we made it a point to consciously not travel to the office because making travel every day to the office there is no logical uh, element towards it we are impacting significantly the carbon footprint and then we are also extensively using the office space for sending of emails which for me is not logical so what we do is we meet once in two weeks for team meetings and we utilize the office space for collaboration and team bonding and and then have a very flexible time zone approach uh, across the day depending on the projects uh, working on with the global stakeholders but consciously we have taken a decision not to work on LATAM projects because that becomes too much of a late night and early morning kind of a setup and there we are very particular about the health of the employees so we said uh, since it has a biological impact we will not take that and we have our LATAM colleagues supporting those projects. You, you also said that you had colleagues out of India so have you visited India? Uh, not yet, unfortunately. So it's uh, it's uh, the plan. So in two weeks, I, I one colleague from India is coming here as well for um, for an audit, and uh, we are visiting the supply center in in Elberfeld and, and um, where I started uh, when I came back to Bayer. So um, uh, it will be interesting because he, he will travel visit us. So it's the first time we we meet us in person. And I was surprised, to be honest, I was very surprised uh, how it works in two years or no, three years ago, starting building up a team uh, while the pandemic. So I was before, I think uh, it's not possible to meet not the person, uh, the people, the colleagues in person. But uh, to be honest, so I work now three years in projects uh, with colleagues from Berlin as well from, from other countries. and. Uh, was very successful and um, last year when the pandemic ends and we can meet each other so it was very nice to meet people in person and, and uh, yeah to, to collaborate here so it's um, just in a virtual environment so it's uh, I was very surprised that it works very well and um, yeah I, I agree with you you know uh, same with us like uh, in my current role when I had to take up the role in it was exactly the pandemic time and it was uh, May 2020, when I got the opportunity of setting this up for rapid deployment for a pack, mm -hmm. and for two years I had not seen my manager, uh, Frank Kobor, who heads this globally. And in the two years, uh, myself and the team also got expanded. So we started off as a five-member team in May 2020, and then until uh, two years we were expanded to 21, uh, where we also ended up setting up a team in China. But the fact is that for two years, even though we were in the same city, I had not seen my team members. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's uh, good to be, um, to meet each other in person. I, I fully agree with you. you know? uh, like I, I have this on current project, which is called Ready for Future. Mm -hmm. And this is in the uh, global business service uh, environment for source to pay process. And I had this project team with whom I have been virtually working for the last seven, eight months. And the team is based out of uh, Manila, uh, it is based out of uh, India, Bangalore, Poland, Gdansk, Barcelona, Spain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, though we were been talking to each other virtually, we still felt that when we met for the first time in a workshop, we were able to have a different experience altogether. So I think uh, definitely I agree with you that the face-to-face -face connect is really required. Uh, I don't know how you see that. I completely agree with you. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh both possible and, and, and required uh, as well for, for a long time in relationship and, and uh, uh, good to meet us, to have the opportunity now. It's, uh, it's, I think it's the people as well for how they're feeling, so it's more 
free now after the pandemic time. So it's very nice to have the opportunity. Uh, so I think that's that's the that's the best part of of working in our companies where you get to work with culturally diverse people on different topics, and you also have the ability to accept or adapt best practices. Yeah. So that's that that's the piece uh, uh, which I find interesting, especially to work uh, in a, in a culturally diverse organization. Yeah. Well, Oliver, I would definitely be interested to know what is that one thing which fascinates you to work for Bayer. Yeah. I like I like our vision, um, health for all, hunger for none. So I think it's a, a social um, responsibility for all of us um, to to solve this uh, global pro, um, problems. And um, I'm currently more working in the pharmaceutical part, and um, and here I love uh, to support here the business uh, to ensure our quality. To, to ensure that our products are safe. I love to be a part here and, and uh, to, to support great uh, products uh, from from pharmaceutical part. And um, yeah, um, this is um, what I love. <laughs> we implement um, a new system, no process, a new process, uh, established measurement, and um, this solution should be sustainable so that we we can implement and have the yeah the quality for a long time um, yeah ensured. And later we are writing a report and then we we writing some recommendation. They get give us our feedback. So it does not stop with the audit. So it's it will be a reporting and an exchange and we are working together to find solution here. Yeah. So when we provide a good uh, uh, product uh, with high quality. So um, I think uh, this is our contribution for health for all, so that, that our our quality is uh, ensured here. And um, but um, now nowadays uh, we are starting thinking. So beside this quality environment, our requirements and authority uh, uh, regulation, um, how we can implement it, uh, um, measurements with have less impact on, on our biological imp um, footprint. I think that's coming more and more important. Oliver, you brought a very interesting topic. You know, uh, in, in your role, you are doing quality audits. At the same time, uh, as you see now that you know, uh, we are also very much focused on sustainability across the value chain. Yeah. So especially when it comes to the supplier manufacturing sites, uh, we also look at sustainability as a very important uh, prerequisite. So how, how do you see these two topics? Can you explain us more? Uh, yeah, thanks for the question. So regarding yeah, my job and, and, and part of the quality assurance, um, so we make ensure that the product and the service meet uh, the need and expectation for our customers and as well for the authority. So it's, uh, it's part of the lifeguard of our license uh, to operate. Um, therefore, it's uh, important that our products uh, quality and safety is, is given. And especially in my job, we are sometimes finding gaps and, and or potential improvements um, at our supplier or service provider or internally as well. So we we're going and, and, and make uh, this quality assurance to all our suppliers, uh, so, um, supply centers. And when we find this gap, so it's uh, important to, to, to work together with the colleagues and uh, to identify uh, measurements. And uh, this measurement, so corrective and preventive actions, um, it's uh, important that they are sustainable 
so that um, yeah, um, we find solution for the future and uh, and that um, yeah, it have a long time effect. And um, so um, one two years later, when we have a re audit, so we check if this measurement is uh, serious taken and uh, does it works and um, does it does not reoccur again. So um, that's I think quite important important job from from quality assurance here. Yeah. Absolutely, that's very interesting to know because uh, you are really very much important contributing to the long term, uh, let's say, impacts that an organization will have by having those pre, uh, proactive check towards what the current st status is. Uh, maybe just a question out of curiosity, at least we in procurement, you know, we have been talking about sustainability for more than 10 years now and we have been addressing this within our supply chain partners, uh, but we see this as a very clear journey. But now we see a lot of traction because it's not just we, but also the company, the value chain talking about sustainability, uh, j just as an interesting element. It's coming more and more. It's, uh, I think one is the culture thing and behavior. So uh, how sustainability and, and, and thinking how important our footprint is, it's, uh, I think it's, it's the culture thing too and, 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 and the awareness, but uh, I see it's coming more and more important. Well, sometimes it's 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 not easy to handle the, the regulatory and quality requirement with the sustainability. So for for, for ecological footprint, for instance, we cannot you cannot uh, um, use uh, um, directly uh, uh, recycled products uh, for for pharmaceuticals. So uh, even for for packaging, for instance. So it's. Uh, you need to to ensure that the sterilize uh, uh, requirements are fulfilled, or sometimes. And uh, but I think it, it's coming more and more uh, rethinking, and 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 there are some projects uh, ongoing, and colleagues are involved, and it's uh, that's quite important. Another aspect, I think, so when we are looking on process, so I think process uh, um, improvement and and and. Um, how we reduce efforts and and errors. So this is um, have an impact too. So when we are, do, do not throw batches away. So I think um, when you have bad quality or, or, or something we cannot offer to the market because of uh, any gaps. So um, improving quality here, it's reducing um, production process and energy and, and other in every, every case. True, true. You, know, you, you, you brought up a very important dimension which I also would support is that it's a cultural change and it's, it's not just about uh, where we can make it work but it's also about where all we can think about make it work. Like for example, let's say uh, as you already said there are a lot of areas where you will not be able to control, but there are a lot of areas where you can control. Like for example, uh, the way we operate in terms of a working model. Like uh, interestingly, I came across uh, even in our area of work where we do global projects offshore, uh, there are a lot of requests sometimes, there are requests where people expect us to do the workshop on site. Yeah, they ask us to come and do, that, do it on site. And then interestingly, we had a recent case where one of my team members uh, took a very firm position saying that well, it would be nice to do the workshop on site, but I would leave a significant carbon footprint if I'm going to travel all the way from India to Germany for a two day workshop. Uh, do we really need to say that that would have a significant effect because it's, it's nice to have, but I can still manage it offshore and see uh, if I can still make the workshop work. And 
if it doesn't work maybe we have a lesson learned and we can do it next time on site yeah right. so that was for me a very inspiring kind of a conversation from my team member not getting tempted to just travel for the sake of travel but try to experiment a hybrid format and do the workshop offshore virtually and 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 it went pretty well i must say that you know uh, she was able to manage it pretty well uh, so as you said that you know it's it's a cultural part and one important part is wherever it is within your control you can try to as much as possible embrace uh, uh, elements of change which can which can support in terms of the sustainability initiative so i i understand where you're coming from thanks thanks for sharing that yeah, yeah. it's a nice aspect it's the same for us uh, in the, in the future uh, in 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 the topic do do you um um, how you provide sustainability measurements or, or, or uh, ideas and requirements to, to our service provider or uh, contract partner. So it's, uh, do you have here from procurement side um, any possibilities so that addressed uh, our, our vision and our, our, our needs uh, to be sustainable um, to our um, partners, external partners? Oh, absolutely. Uh, for us in procurement, uh, the topic of sustainability is part of our procurement mission statement. Uh, in fact, we have gone ahead and also made a declaration that it would be sustainability over savings. Mm -hmm. And how do we now engage with our supplier partners? Like we are multiple ways. For example, we have our supplier code of conduct, which is part of our legal contract documentation and the purchase order documentation. It goes as an annexure which clearly articulates the expected performance of suppliers related to sustainability that we would like to have. So we have the supplier code of conduct, that's one initiative. Uh, we evaluate our supplier, we have supplier segmentation of the key and strategic suppliers and we expect our supplier partners to do eco waters self-assessment of their sustainability position and we have a certain threshold, like for example, they need to score 75% and above if they would have to be classified as our, uh, uh, let's say, key supplier, for example. So segmenting the suppliers with our engagement with the supplier partners, asking them to proactively sign up for self-assessment uh, of their area with regards to sustainability through the EcoWardis assessment is one initiative that we have. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, we have also signed up for Together for Sustainability. Uh, there are multiple multinational companies in the chemical industry mm -hmm. who have signed up for this particular initiative. So what happens is, especially with our supplier partners who supply intermediates, raw materials, which goes into manufacturing of our uh, active ingredients, be it in crop science, pharma or consumer health, we expect them to sign up for the sustainability audit. Mm -hmm. And then we have this together for sustainability audit, which is going on site and trying to evaluate them on different dimensions of sustainability. Uh, be it uh, waste water management, uh, be it quality systems, be it human rights, uh, be it uh, quality policies. So evaluating them on those different aspects. But once they are evaluated, the score that they get for the Together for Sustainability audit is not just for buyer, but it's for all the other companies who have signed up for this particular engagement. But this becomes a inter-company uh, engagement within the industry. So this eventually also expects from the supplier partners to be mindful and be accepting the fact that they need to sign up for this and raise the bar of performance and at the same time uh, contribute back in terms of our expectation towards our supplier partners. So just to answer your question, uh, multiple dimensions in which we are driving sustainability.
Ah, it's a good topic uh, um, that you said. It's uh, we we are using this shared audit too. So it's uh, so different pharmaceutical companies combined here shared service audit so that we contract someone and and he goes there and and and, and look for a broader. Uh, uh, view um, how quality, how sustainability, and and all these uh, uh, things are ensured or implemented uh, in our contract partners. So it's uh, I think it's uh, internal audit what's supporting here and, and from, from from my side, but as well, um, yeah, it's good to have the shared uh, audits and and it is a common understanding from all pharmaceutical companies as our raw materials and ingredients. Needs a lot of energy and 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 resource to produce, and uh, so there to find a good effort and a, yeah, it's a, I, I like this idea. For me personally, it's quite important. So I was combined to the nature, so that's uh, think I want to reduce my ecologic footprint, and and buyers support me in two sides. So we have the company bike, so uh, we can um, buy or rent a company bike. And uh, I like to come with a bike uh, from from Cologne to Leverkusen uh, in the morning, so that I reduce the uh, year taking. I don't need to take the car, and I come up, uh, come here to to my to my office, refresh, and uh, have some exercises done. So it's win-win <laughs> situation. And the other hand, we get now uh, in May we starting. Um, we have our job ticket, so we can try, uh, take public uh, transport. And well, this is a little bit different, I think, for you. Dev. It's, uh, <laughs> transportation is uh, different uh, from, from from Germany uh, perspective and to India. And um, yeah, I think um, yeah, it's for me it's important. And and or working from home, I think it's uh, as well a good uh, opportunity uh, to reduce uh, um, the carbon. Uh, uh, outcome to, to contribute um, our goals or vision here um, for sustainability. So I'm I'm free and, and working together with a, with a team to, to define measurements. So it's uh, um, when we have an audit or, or process and we think about it, so does this measurement make sense and, and uh, improve the quality on one hand side, but as well uh, to to improve the process and, and and make it more efficient and um, both have a direct or indirect impact on on sustainability. Um, what about you, Dev? Uh, do you have uh, <laughs> um, how you can um, contribute here, or does does buyer how does buyer support you um, to contribute to our sustainability uh, vision and goals? Thanks, thanks, Oliver. Uh, for me personally, I, I definitely would like to say that you know I embrace and sign up to whatever best I can do when it comes to sustainability, because it's it's a big motivation for me. The reason why I say this is today it's not nice to have; it's a must-have. And what are we talking about? Is basically trying to say that we all have a responsibility as a responsible citizen of this world to protect Mother Earth. Now. There, you know, it is good to see that the organization that we work with is constantly engaged and committed towards making as much as possible reducing the carbon footprint from the company perspective. But also as an individual, I think that, uh, you know, earlier we used to have the safety mindset, but today we also have to have the sustainability mindset. Because eventually we are talking about somewhere directly or indirectly contributing to saving Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. 
now there i personally feel very motivated that if i do small little things which eventually goes in the long journey of protecting mother earth why would i not do that and why would i not talk about it and also bring that transformational change in my ecosystem be it my family be it my colleagues be it my friends uh, it it will take a lot of time i fully understand that because it's a behavioral change but eventually uh, we can't get away from that it's it's now or never that's the kind of journey we are into so i i personally would strongly advocate and that's my motivation uh, how do i do that wherever i have controllable situations i would definitely promote sustainability now what do i mean by this for example let's say we have a hybrid model and the organization in india has allowed us to work once to three days in a week but they have kept it optional because it depends on the role that you play now in my case my team is global is into global projects they work with global stakeholders so i have consciously decided not to have my team coming to the office even three days in a week on need basis they can come because they uh, you know they they are located 30 kilometers uh, uh, 35 kilometers far from the office and it takes on an average one and a half hours to travel so we have made it a point that once in two weeks we will have our team meetings where we will meet face to face that too when it comes to rainy season when it is very heavy rains in mumbai we would not make it a point to meet once in two weeks we may even meet once in a month so looking at controllable factors where i can contribute i would be definitely supportive of of seeing how i can i can work towards sustainability like for example uh, when i was in germany i was absolutely fine with the public transport and i made it a point uh, not to not to have a car but travel by public transport two things happen one is that i support by traveling in public transport not uh, let's say having the fuel being consumed and also i enjoy the nature because then while traveling by public transport in the lively city of düsseldorf from wittler to the düsseldorf station through the tram and then taking the s bahn to uh, leverkusen meter the whole piece of looking at the nature and being in that whole uh, uh, travel part was i something which i could enjoy so to answer the question uh, it's not nice to have but it's a must have the earlier we sign it up and the earlier we bring that change in the behaviors uh, we would eventually uh, support in this whole journey and of course we are lucky that we are working in a company who equally promote this particular topic as a key topic for the organization like recently we came up with a water strategy as an organization now normally organizations talk about their products talk about the services and talk about the strategy of their divisions but here we are talking about working directly with united nations and coming up with a water strategy so i think it's good to be in a organization which has a clear vision towards sustainability because that's something which we need to work towards but also it's up to the individual how much uh, they they sign up for that and there my motivation is absolutely high so oliver uh, i would be interested to know how, how do you manage in terms of do you take breaks and if you take breaks what what would you do when you don't work yeah so since the pandemic period so i'm i'm working in hybrid um um phase so some days in the office some days uh, um, at home and um, yeah when i'm in the office i love to meet my my colleagues and we go for lunch uh, here to the restaurant and then we have the opportunity we have a very beautiful park and japan garden here in front of the office so when after lunch we have a, a walk and a talk and uh, this I, i really love especially now when we don't see each other so much in person so it's very nice uh, to um, to refresh and when i'm at home so my routine starting 
walking with a dog. So, um, uh, um, so we have some parks and forests. So my partner and I will take the dog and we make a walk uh, there as well for the, for the lunchtime. That's very nice. And um, yeah, to energize me, it's uh, yeah, to be in nature, to, to make some cycling, walking, sports, uh, and, um, yeah, or meet uh, family and friends. Uh, it's uh, quite important after after work. So and this is very nice to have this flexibility and. Uh, and um, yeah, it's support me in my work-life balance. Um, what what else uh, for you? Um, how how you make bre breaks and uh, how you yeah, meet your family and, and 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 enjoy the time together? Quite quite interesting to know what you said, and uh, thanks for sharing that. And something uh, similar, I would say that you know, uh, when it comes to being in the office, whenever we meet, we make it a point to have the lunch together as one team. Because as you rightly said, that you know, uh, the, the lunch breaks are something where you try to share the food and try to understand the preferences and then you also use the time for some, let's say, uh, light topics. So it's, it's a very good connective kind of a collaboration time. So I really look forward to that whenever we have team lunch together. And then in general, uh, when we are together, we also would make it a point to have a walk in that lunch break to get the kind of a sun. Uh, hitting us because you know no, normally we miss out the sunshine uh, especially when we are working on flexible time zones and and then it is important to get some sunshine so i i definitely agree with you that having those breaks and doing those things which motivates you enables you to enjoy life i would put it that way yeah yeah thanks for sharing this but uh, i think it's interesting uh, it's not so due to the distance and culture different uh, behaviors uh, some topics uh, which are, I think, um, very valuable for for everyone, and 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 to have the opportunity and and uh, yeah, or why enable us uh, to work and and to, to choose this time. Uh, Dave, um, we're coming to our top three. So, um, in your current role, maybe you can explain some words and and what are your top three uh, skills and tools, um, what you need for your job and uh, in your area of expertise. Sure, Oliver. Uh, my current role for me and my team, we are working on global projects, which is related to process optimization, program management, category management for global procurement. This means that the role, one of the top three skills that we would be requiring is that we build the trust and be inclusive in terms of diverse perspectives. So having that connect with our stakeholders, building the trust with them, and being mindful of cultural sensitivities, and also being inclusive for diverse perspectives is a very important, uh, let's say, skill that is required in this in this particular role of mine. Uh, what about you? What What is your uh, skill required in your role? Yeah, well, in my roles, I'm, I'm currently um, a global process manager for a global um, database. So I'm working with uh, all the colleagues through the world who uh, um, so are using this uh, system. So I'm, I'm ensure that it's uh, validated and operating. In this role, it's important to manage and oversee various aspects. One important skill for me is to be flexible uh, in my leadership role to be open-minded uh, in the conversation, in, in, in communication, and what, what is important for yourself, uh, how you want to work. One of that which I would say is important for my current role and also uh, to drive the topics is leading with purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have this uh, team which is based out of India and China and we are talking about 20 
team members uh, coming with diverse perspectives from different industries and different uh, uh, let's say competencies so engaging them working with them and also collaborating with them to drive various projects uh, i think also factoring the whole purpose for the mission of the company which is about health for all hunger for none i think that that itself is a very valuable let's say valuable motivation of working uh, because it's a very strong vision that the company has but leading the team with a purpose and orchestrating with them together in terms of also especially the expectations from the stakeholders in terms of driving the topics is, is important but i think uh, for me personally leading with purpose is a very important aspect that i need to uh, factor in my in my role uh, what would be your your perspectives or what would be another skills that you think is relevant yeah i like i like this uh, topic what you said so leading with purpose uh, um, because uh, defined the uh, um, guidance or something or to think about it um, starting a team starting a project or workflow what is the purpose what's our goal um, where we want to go so that everyone understand it have the same in mind so that we can work on this and, and for me personally so integrity is uh, it's very important too so because of the um, 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 to collaborate um, um, each with each other, good communication, um, as I said, so it's to establish solution and guidance, uh, um, which is sustainable as well for for our future and and, and um, to work together. Yeah, got it. I think and we are both in very global perspective uh, roles and and connection with the people, so it's. Uh, often to think about it uh, how does uh, the person get here the information do very some there are some culture they need more guidance or clear guidance with yes or no some others want to have the freedom or the opportunity to to find their own so they are more in in a different culture that they uh, identify their own measurements or said so that's important for them and others you need to push sometimes or to 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 uh, yeah motivate them uh, to see so we have here a gap please we we need to work together here and 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 uh, to improve this uh, for for our vision yeah. very true and uh, what would be the last skill like of the top three you is there anything else you would like to add so one uh, last skill what's important is um, have good communication skills to build up a trustful connectivity between my team and my colleagues uh, in within the project. That's a very important topic you mentioned, Rob. Uh, and, and this is where exactly I think the cultural piece comes into perspective, especially when you're working in cross-functional teams. Uh, if we have, let's say, if you're trying to find faults and what went wrong, then probably the conversation doesn't go forward. Yeah. But if all of us collectively look at it as a continuous improvement process and, and, and not about a specific function, but about the process end to end and look at continuous improvement, then I think the whole conversation gets into a different engagement altogether. So thanks. Thanks for sharing that. That's a very important point. Yeah. For, for me, the third one uh, is also about, especially for our function, which is about connecting and orchestrating uh, the priorities for the organization with the supplier partners. Being customer focused mm -hmm. is a very important aspect that we have to factor. Uh, when, I, when I say the customer, I'm talking about the end consumer, what they're looking for and what are we offering. And in offering that, how do we support from procurement in terms of making that work? So I think being customer focused is a very important aspect that, uh, and, and for being customer focused, engaging with the stakeholders and having business insight as part of 
the understanding of the topics is, is one of the prerequisites that comes with. So uh, that's, that's a very important skill that I think is relevant for our function. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. At least uh, all what we do have an impact to our products, uh, to our uh, what we are providing and service uh, to our customer and patients. Uh, to have uh, here the, the safety in mind, so it's uh, so it's uh, often the question when we 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 found something or want to improve, uh, does it have an impact, and do we need to mitigate the risk, uh, and um, or is there no risk, and and, and how we can ensure here um, a good um, quality here and support our internal customer. So. Our externals are, of course, patients uh, and uh, customers uh, uh, for, for seeds and, and, and for pharmaceuticals, quite important, but as well, so, so our internal colleagues to support them so that we win as a team here uh, and um, yeah, have a good, uh, a good time, good uh, conversation, good collaboration and uh, trustful, so it's uh, quite important. I like uh, the life uh, uh, values and the vision from buyers so that they very uh, put it in the focus here and and uh, um, make it uh, for us in a daily life every time to remind yes to stick here to 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 uh, evaluate uh, yeah to improve ourselves and think about it how we can implement it and and uh, um, yeah. Oliver it was so nice to have this opportunity of connecting you virtually through this particular forum of the career talk. I must say that uh, I had a wonderful time uh, talking with you and I would definitely like to stay connected with you and uh, when I'm next time in Germany, I would make it a point to let you know in advance and we will meet up face to face. It would be a pleasure. So it was a pleasure for me. I can only echo it. It was very nice to, uh, to, to connect with you, to have this talk. Uh, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity and um, especially I, I like as well to meet uh, when I go to lunch uh, with other colleagues so, uh, from other departments and uh, what's nice to get their way of thinking or, or, uh, and uh, um, to solving problems and, and uh, what they are doing. So that was very nice uh, to understand what you are doing and uh, what your job and team is. And um, yeah, I, you're more than welcome here in Leverkusen and uh, happy to meet you in person once and uh, stay in contact. Sure, sure. And if you come to India, I equally would like to host you. Yeah, hopefully I have uh, the opportunity. It would be, would yeah. be a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.